Welcome back to Life Vocabulary. I am Serena in this very laid back and comfortable episode. I wanted to give you a little taster, a little taster into a Rick Rubin book review that I'm going to be doing a a more detailed dive into for my Patreon, but I thought I would give a little taster here just before I dive into the actual book that he has released. I thought I would do a little summary and, and do so by reading a recent feature in NME magazine where they are essentially talking about this book um, and an interview he has given so here we go so Rick Rubin on his creative process he says I know nothing about music end quote the producer told 60 minutes that he can barely play any instruments did you know that Gosh, I didn't know that. Well, maybe I did. (laughs) Rick Rubin has opened up about his creative process, claiming that he knows nothing about music. The acclaimed music producer who's worked with the likes of Adele, The Strokes and Red Hot Chili Peppers recently sat down for a lengthy interview with CBS 60 Minutes to promote his new book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. Actually, I've ordered mine, the hardback, gone for it, because it's something about creativity and the creative process, and I definitely wanted to invest in this one because I know it's going to be a good one. It's going to be something that I know I will return to again and again. I actually like to do that with books because you always pick something up different each time you notice something different each time so yeah I have high hopes I have high hopes for this book and it will arrive tomorrow and then I will do a very detailed dive into it as I read it I think that would be a good one to do so let's carry on with the article at one point in the conversation host Anderson Cooper asked Ruben whether he played any instruments and he said barely. Ruben went on to admit that he doesn't even know how to work a soundboard in the recording studio. He said I have no technical ability he told the program and I know nothing about music. That's really well the soundboard you don't need to be fair when you have a sound engineer you don't need to if you're perhaps a composer or somebody who's bringing the the ear to it to the process then i suppose you wouldn't need you know you you would just tell the engineer what needs to happen cooper then put it to ruben, ruben that he ruben <laughs> or ruben um that he must know something he must know something having worked across numerous genres over the decades. 
And Ruben said, well, I know what I like and what I don't like. He responded. And I'm, I'm decisive about what I like and what I don't like. Brevity. Reuben was pressed on what he is actually being paid for, to which he replied, the confidence that I have in my taste and my ability to express what I feel has proven helpful for artists. Describing himself as a reducer instead of a producer, he explained, I like the idea of getting the point across with the least amount of information possible. Goodness me, he sounds like somebody from my world, copywriting and public relations and communications. That's what we do. That's what I do, actually, a lot. Getting the point across with the least amount of information possible in my writing life. Not my podcasting life. <laughs> um, elsewhere in the interview, Ruben shared some memories of working with Johnny Cash and LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool J. And recalled, what did he recall? The experience of co-founding Def Jam Records as a teenager. The latter artist sent a demo tape to Ruben's New York University dorm where the label was first based NYU you can watch the clips and the tweets in this article by NME per UK publisher Canon Gate bizarre way of writing sentence the creative act delves into the principles of creativity for creators of all kinds including people including people in their everyday lives while offering readers revelatory insight into the mysterious process of making stuff great. Back in October, Ruben revealed that he'd started working on The Strokes on their seventh studio album. He produced Julian Casablanca's and Co.'s latest record, The New Abnormal, which came out in 2020. Casablanca's, however was quick to respond to Ruben's update on the band's next LP. Quote, true, strokes have jammed and started some stuff, but we're still so extremely very far off from being even close to any kind of remotely near doneness, end quote. The front man and added, lot of jumping to conclusions, check back in a year or two, honestly, end quote. What's that about? politics yeah i'm looking forward to diving into this article sorry the book complex have also done a write-up only three hours ago creativity according to rick ruben let's screenshot that um where do our great ideas come from? How do musicians turn strokes of inspiration into beautiful songs? This is a much nicer article. I like how this article is written. These are the kinds of existential questions about creativity that Rick Rubin is intimately familiar with. For the past four decades, a legendary record producer has 
been making classic songs and albums with the best musicians in the world, from Run DMC to Jay-Z to Adele. Some call him a spirit guide, others refer to him as a guru, but if you ask him, he's just here to do whatever's necessary for the music to be the best it can be. Ruben's mystical approach to music has become the stuff of legend. He likes to walk around barefoot. It helps him stay in tune with the natural vibrations of the earth. I agree. I like to earth. Earthing is where you walk barefoot on soil, on the earth. And it grounds you, grounds your energy. And he often lays on his back with his eyes closed while he works. I like that. I like this. His impossibly large beard has turned completely white which only adds to his mystique. Mmm, that guru vibe, right? Accentuating the subtle gems of wisdom that invariably roll off his tongue in the studio. Ruben is the first to... You're going to hate me for continually pronouncing his name as Ruben. Ruben is the first to admit that he isn't the most technically proficient producer. He says he barely plays instruments and rarely touches a soundboard, but he's an extremely attentive listener who ask simple but thought-provoking questions that have a way of unlocking new creative possibilities for his collaborators. I love how this article's written. Compared to the NME one, let me scroll up and get complex. Well done. This is by Eric Skelton. Let's give Eric Skelton some props. Whether he's working with a singer like Johnny Cash, a rapper like Kanye West or a heavy metal band like Slayer, the 59-year-old producer has a knack for gently guiding his collaborators into ground-breaking territory. Sometimes all it takes is a single conversation with Ruben for an artist to break through years of writer's block and make the best music of their lives. On many occasions, world-class musicians have left his infamous Shangri-La recording studio in Malibu, with songs they didn't even know they were capable of. Why did I have to say Malibu instead of Malibu? So how does he do it? What advice does he offer to the artists he works with? What does he know about creativity that the rest of us might not? Well, for the past eight years, Rick Rubin has been chipping away at a book called The Creative Act, or A Way of Being, which contains his core philosophies on creativity. He tells Complex that he started writing the book with the mission to distill the information of the kind of stuff that happens in the studio and share it in a way that would be useful to someone else. He's never been interested in writing a memoir full of stories about this time, his time with A-list artists, but he was excited by the prospect of writing something that might inspire readers to get up and go make something. Quote, I didn't want it to tell any stories about any experiences I had. End quote. He explains, quote, I wanted it to be more of a philosophical meditation on creativity. And I was hoping for a book that you could pick up anywhere, open to any page and get information that would be helpful. I was hoping that it would be open ended and poetic enough that if you were to read it several times, every time you read it, you would get something new. End quote. That's, didn't I just say that? I don't know say that at the start of this episode that's why I ordered it for that reason (sighs) what he ended up with after experimenting with multiple iterations of the book it's a beautiful rumination on the creative process guiding readers through 78 areas of thought 78 any numerologists here 
Rubin shares his outlook on creativity, which in turn reflects the way in which he views the world. For example, he suggests that creative ideas don't simply spring from within the minds of artists. Rather, an artist's job is to tap into the larger creative energy of the universe and translate it into art that they can share with others. Yes, you're a conduit, you're a channel. It's not about you, it's not about ego. Another quote, we are all translators for messages the universe is broadcasting. The best artists tend to be the ones with the most sensitive antennae, antennae sorry, to draw in the energy resonating at a particular moment. Completely agree. Completely agree at a particular moment. You know, so often I remember and I can recall artists and creators writing, you know, that moment comes, you've got to catch it. Otherwise it just moves on to somebody else. And when you do catch it, you're then charged with that kind of energy and responsibility to see it through. And when you don't see it through, oof, I've been there. I'm still there. Rubin has spent his entire career avoiding the temptation to overthink and intellectualise his process in the studio. He's famously guided by feeling over everything. So the exercise of describing slippery, abstract concepts with words was a novel new challenge for him. When I read the book, I'm surprised by what's in it because it's not front of mind, he reveals. It's not easy to grasp. So much of what happens in the studio is not anything that I know. It's more about intuitive reactions in the moment. So it took years to try to understand what happens in the studio and why some of the decisions that were made were made. Still, the book does a remarkable job of explaining these deep philosophical ideas in a way that's easy to understand. Rubin says he was inspired by two books that changed his perspective on the world. The Tao Te Ching and Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. Yes, The Artist's Way. I have gifted so many of these because I received it as a gift by my artist friend back in the day. Thank you, Yana. And then I did the same. I, I bought multiple copies and gifted them to others and he says he hopes a creative act is similarly useful to readers who stumble upon it in the decades to come this is a great article i think there's a couple of paragraphs left gosh no there's more <gasps> this is a delight isn't it in conversation Rubin can't help but drop nuggets of wisdom every few minutes even when he's not trying to Attempting to explain how he came up with the chapter titles in the book, he slips into a helpful tangent about collaborations. Most people in collaborations want their idea to win, but that's not a good collaboration, he says. It doesn't matter at all. All that matters is that the final result is the best thing it can be. If you have an idea and it leads to the best thing that it can be, that's great. And if someone else has an idea and it leads to the best thing it could be, it's just as good. Only the ego cares about whether it's your idea or not. Didn't I just say this earlier? Oh, love this. True collaboration. Can we just wheel that up? Most people in collaborations want their idea to win. But that's not a good collaboration. It doesn't matter at all. All that matters is the final is that the final result is the best thing it can be. If you have an idea and it leads to the best thing it can be, that's great. And if someone else has an idea that it leads to the be the best thing it could be, it's just as good. Oh, Ruben, whose accomplishments include everything from co-founding Def Jam record, record, Recordings to being named the most important producer of the last 20 years by MTV, sat down with Complex to discuss his outlook on creativity his thoughts on the current state of hip-hop 
and the making of the creative act, a way of being, which you can order now, guys. The interview lightly edited and condensed for clarity is below. Oh my goodness, this is just the most delightful, delightful article. My goodness, me complex by Eric Skelton. Do I carry on? There's actual wonderful nuggets from this interview they've done. Oh, I have to dive in. The question posed to him, what does creativity mean to you? He says, it's a generative energy. It's a thing that we all do all the time. When we do a good version of what we are doing, it's usually a creative choice. It could be anything from making something beautiful, which is obvious, to finding a better route home or solving some little daily problem. Whatever it is, there's a creative solution to that problem. And the most elegant solutions are the creative ones. This is gorgeous. This I can't wait to do a deeper dive in this. I'm going to carry on. I'll carry on on Patreon. But if you liked what you've just heard then please do um, come through to Patreon for the full, I guess, preamble <laughs> to the actual review, which I'm going to now continue on the mic for. But uh, if this taster was just all you needed, then that's fine. I'll leave it there. Thank you for listening.